to throw this out there, I'm saying that it's not cash flow, but if you do it consistently, it's not passive, but there is cash flow that can happen because you have your money and you're going into a different deal and, and it's kind of like chunks, cash flow chunks instead of like a, a stream of income. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. We're talking about real estate flipping and the idea of buying hopefully low, selling high, and having the potentially the HTV dream of having a lot of drama and you know getting in and doing real estate. I will say when I think of real estate, Matt, I think of buying a property, fixing it up, and selling it. And there's something really satisfying about this. And at the same time, I'm curious to hear your pros and cons and summary to this whole thing because um, I know that we, you and I are both fans of cash flow and obviously there's not a lot of cash flow long term in flipping. Yeah, it's funny when you say about the drama because I had a friend that was on one of those HGTV shows and not all the drama is real. It's a reality show that's scripted. So okay. when we talk about flipping, what we're talking about really is acquiring a distressed asset or a house that needs some love and care and putting a little bit of elbow grease and love and care into it and then selling it back onto the market for a higher price in general. In theory, selling Hopefully. it for a higher price, yeah. right? Um, so some of the pros I see in flipping is that you can there's there's a lot of upside here. The upside is really in the value add that you provide. I've seen people flip homes where literally all they did was do some different stuff to the landscaping and they were able to appreciate the value. I've seen anything from full gut jobs down to the studs and like having to rewire houses and add a really a lot of value to it too. Um, so there are some big gains that can be had in flipping. Um, and I would also say that in general, flipping is a pretty quick turnaround. So when we think about how do you minimize your risk, usually we were talking about this the other day, minimizing your risk is shortening your length of time. And most flipping projects take between six months and eight months. Um, some take longer, obviously, and some take shorter, obviously. But the idea that you can cycle your money every six months and get in and get out is pretty attractive to a lot of people. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of money to be made in flipping. I think a lot of people have seen this. And like you said, the, the, the when you think real estate investing, you think about the flipping yep. shows and things like that. So I see a lot of upsides in this. I love it because, again, I value hard work. And especially if you can find or if you know how to do certain things, um, it definitely is attractive and it's a form of house hacking. Like you could even buy something, live in it short term with the idea to fix it up in the process and sell it. And so a lot of different ways that you can do this and there is quite a bit of money. And just to, I guess, to throw this out there, I'm saying that it's not cash flow, but if you do it consistently, it's not passive, but there is cash flow that can happen because you have your money and you're going into a different deal and and it's kind of like chunks, cash flow chunks instead of like a, a stream of income. And so uh, anything that you want to say on that? Yeah, two things I would say on that. I mean, it, just think of it from a business standpoint that you're taking raw goods and creating an end product just like any Coca-Cola or anybody yeah. that does physical products. Absolutely. You could think of it that way. It's a game of 
raw goods and turning it into inventory. The second thing is your exit strategies could be super creative here and you could go seller finance notes, you could do rent to own, you could do lease to own and things like that. So there are ways if you own the property and you've added value in it that you could create an exit that would allow you to have consistent income too. So it's not completely transactional, although most people probably know it as a transactional basis. All right, let's talk about the cons of flipping. So I would say it's mostly known as a transactional basis. Yep. and not a cash flow basis. So if you're in a property for 50K and you put some sweat equity in it and you sell it for 150K, you don't get a chance to get that property back after you sell it. So that, that property is gone and you got to move on to the next one. So because of that, it is very, very, very active business. And anyone who's involved in real estate, uh, involved in flipping properties will tell you, you're, you're a project manager of contractual labor. Yep. So that can be a little bit difficult. It does take a little bit of elbow grease and a little bit of sweat equity to manage the resources, to make sure they're doing their job on an effective basis, on a timely basis and in the right order. Um, and then the last is, and I'm just going to throw this in here because we're in May of 2021 and the cost of building materials is through the roof right now. I mean, lumber, no pun intended, right? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Lumber, for instance, has tripled in price in the past 18 months. And if you're in the middle of a flip and need to go out and get more lumber and all of a sudden it's jumped up 20% and you need a lot of it, that can eat into your profit significantly. So you are subject to cost of labor, cost of materials in the market cycle. But that's why, again, I say most of these flippers, if they've really got their systems down and it's a systemized business, yeah. if you've got your systems down, you're usually out in six months to avoid any kind of shocks to the system that would leave you holding the bag. Here's what I would say to this, this strategy. If you're good at you know fixing things, and you definitely have a competitive advantage. The, the thing that kind of held me back is I don't know how to fix anything. And so it, it just the cost of the lack of flexibility of saying I can't I have to depend on other people and then there's a premium because I'm paying other people they need to make a profit and so flipping for me has has been something that I've always wanted to do but it, I would only do it if I could do it with somebody that they brought time and expertise to the table yeah I would say uh, two things on that one, you're right. Like, I don't know how to do things, but I've definitely hired people out to do rehabs on property yeah. that I own and things like that. But I'm at the mercy of them telling me something and me looking like an idiot and just being yeah. like, yeah, yeah, sure. That, sound, that sounds absolutely great there. So having that competitive edge, and that leads me to the second point of if you're trying to get involved in real estate and you come from a construction background or you're just handy in general and you don't have a lot of cash in the bank to get involved in it, don't undervalue that skill set. I would definitely partner with you if you're out there listening <laughs> and you can walk a property and tell me what needs to be done and give me an estimated price and then manage the contract. I would even go 50-50 on that because that's a skill set that I don't have and I would value so. Yeah, and that's I'm glad you highlighted that because specialized knowledge is really valuable and and definitely the partnership idea in this is something that's really really valid. So, anyways, Hope you enjoyed. Do you want to tell a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So if you like this kind of material, then please subscribe and like and listen to Ice Cream with Investors. The goal of the podcast is really to introduce you, the listener, to all of these different niches. I like to bring on operators who operate in flipping, operate in wholesaling, operate in big multifamily syndication deals and things like that, and expose you as the listener to these different areas to say, that is something I want to do or no, my skill set aligns with something else. So I would really appreciate a like and subscribe and a listen. And hopefully we can add some value to what you're trying to accomplish.
Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.